0: Friends, welcome to worship this morning. It's so good to have you with us. We would like to welcome all friends and neighbors near and far to join us this morning as we give God thanks for the essential workers in our lives and the essential workers all over this world today, who sacrifice so much their families with them so that they can serve us. Roseau Gardens Presbyterian Church We are a church that feels called to serve those who serve. And so today in our worship together, we will give God all the glory as we give thanks for those who serve us as essential workers. In today's service, you're going to be hearing from some of those workers. You're going to hear their stories, see them in their places of work. They have sent us beautiful pictures, described what they do, and answered two important questions for us. I encourage you, too, that as the service continues, that you thank God for the essential workers that you know personally. Along this endeavor, we have decided to name this service. Our theme of this service is thanks, praise, and prayer. Let us be about doing all three in this time together. Let us worship God.
1: All of creation, all of the earth, make straight a high. is coming soon call back the sinner wake up the saints let every nation shout of your fame jesus is coming soon like a bride waiting so come, Lord Jesus, come. Even so come, Lord Jesus, come.
0: With love and praise, we worship the Lord. With joy and thanksgiving, we welcome each other to our worship, work, and ministry. With gratitude, we pray for all essential workers during this pandemic,
2: and in gratitude, thank God for the sacrifices they make each day to help and serve us.
0: Today, we proclaim that we are all one in Christ. We promise to love, encourage, and support one another.
2: To grow in our love for God, To love others more fully. To help one another. And to know and follow Christ. Let us worship
0: God. Our
2: first scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Ecclesiastes. And oftentimes, scholars believe that it's King Solomon that wrote these words. So hear these words now for you this morning. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor if they fall down they can help each other up but pity those who fall and have no one to help them up also if two lie down together they will keep warm but how can one keep warm alone Though one may be overpowered two can defend themselves a cord of three strands is not easily broken this is the word of the lord thanks be to god Towards the end of every year, Merriam-Webster Dictionary and the Oxford English Dictionary will put out what they call their word or words of the year. So here are some that have happened in the past. In 2000, the word was Chad. In 2008, the word, word was bailout. 2009, tweet. 2012, hashtag. 2017, fake news. As you can see, our words of the year more often than not reflect what was happening in the culture at that time. My predictions for the word or words of the year for 2020 will either be social distancing or essential workers. Again, both reflecting our culture as a sign of the times. Essential workers, unlike social distancing, however, is not a new concept as essential workers have always been here and have always been vital to our communities. It's just that they have now been brought to the forefront of our culture as we recognize and appreciate their value in ways beyond perhaps our previous thoughts or understanding. Oftentimes, we don't see those people around us who contribute to our normal functioning in society or who contribute to our health and well-being If even in the simplest of ways, like stocking our grocery shelves or picking up our trash from the curbs in front of our homes, essential workers have always been there. And speaking for myself, we may just never have had the eyes to see them. Crises in our lives often result in a more heightened awareness of those people or things that aid us in getting through to the other side. This is why essential workers have now been brought to the forefront of our consciousnesses. The scripture reading that I chose from Ecclesiastes is one that I often share when I am doing a wedding because I view this passage as hinting to what I call the secret ingredient. Notice how the passage begins by saying how two are better than one. For two people can look out for one another and take care of each other much better than one person could ever take care of themselves on their own. They can lift each other up. They can keep warm. They can defend themselves. And then, after saying all of these great things that two people together can accomplish and do, the last line says this. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Where did three come from? And that, my friends, is the secret ingredient. Though this third entity is never named, we may recognize the Trinitarian theology embedded in this Old Testament passage long before Jesus ever comes onto the scene. When I present this passage to couples in a wedding ceremony, I strongly emphasize with them the need to bring God into their marriage and into their union as a couple, as that third entity that will keep them strong and united, especially when the trials of life may seek to break them or pull them apart. God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, That unnamed entity, that secret ingredient that we all need in our lives to keep us strong and united in the faith. And sometimes, many times, I might argue, we don't even realize they are there. That force in our lives that sees us through to the other side of whatever difficulty we may be facing. But when we are aware of their presence in our life, we have the ability to act with greater faith and love. When we are aware of their presence, we are able to stand up against racism and oppression and injustice. When we are aware of their presence, we are able to face our fears. When we are aware of their presence, we have peace, knowing that our lives are in their hands. Our worship this morning is focused on giving God our thanks and praise for all of our essential workers and to offer up our prayers on their behalf. And all through this service, you will hear from some of our very own essential workers on how they are relying on that secret ingredient in their lives, how they are leaning on God to get them through these days of a global pandemic where they have found themselves working on the front lines. And it is my hope and prayer that all of us recognize our own great need to have God's love, the grace of Jesus Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit to keep us strong and whole each and every day of our lives. Additionally, it is my hope that we continue to recognize the blessing of all essential workers in our midst. Everyone from the teenager bagging our groceries to the doctor attending to the treatment and care of ourselves or a loved one. And yes, even to that officer writing us a ticket. Thank you, God. For all of these people that watch over and protect us and keep us strong. And thank you God for your son, Jesus Christ, the greatest essential worker this world has ever known. Amen.
3: Hi, this is Zach Chaber, your fellow Rosedale Gardens member and emergency medicine doc at Henry Ford Wyandotte Hospital. Um, working in the emergency department there now during COVID, uh, which Prompted a couple of questions I'm going to answer here today. Uh, first, being What have you experienced as a doctor during the COVID pandemic? Um, so, during this pandemic, uh, it's been a bizarre time for everyone. Um, as far from an emergency standpoint, uh, we saw most of our patients stop coming to the emergency department. Our, our volume overall was cut down to about a third. That being said, the patients that were coming in were very, very sick. Um, namely the, the COVID patients um, and a whole spectrum of those that were uh, you know the what we call the worried well that were you know clinically uh, healthy but did have the virus to those that were very very gravely or critically sick uh, requiring things like intubation uh, to be sent to the intensive care unit or um, sadly in the most extreme cases that passed away um, The other side of it that made things very difficult was that a lot of patients, uh, because they stopped coming to the ER, were at home getting sicker and sicker with things that they would normally be treated with on a daily basis in our facilities. Then they would come to the emergency department, Uh, you know, behind the eight ball, if you will, uh, showing very advanced stages of of various illnesses. So, as I said, the, the patients that were coming in were were very very sick which put a different kind of strain on us that even though we weren't seeing as many patients as we typically would in a given day the ones we were seeing were very very sick Uh, the other obvious uh, change which you see here is the masks Uh, this is probably the lightest level of personal protective equipment that we would wear in the emergency department Uh, when we are in the department working or with a suspected covid patient we're gearing up pretty much head to toe and so that's constraints it's a lot of you know time energy and effort taking on and putting on you know that equipment for each and every patient and keeping everything clean changing my scrubs at the end of a shift leaving everything at work and coming home showering off and um, that's been a a different kind of grind for that as well Um, fortunately in the past couple weeks um, things do seem to be normalizing and we'll see what the future holds
1: your other
3: question is how have you found yourself bringing at your God during this time? So these times it's can be certainly challenging uh, from a faith standpoint, uh, both as a provider and I would imagine as someone coming to the emergency department or to the hospital. Uh, these people are, are very scared as are we as these providers, both for ourselves and for our patients. So it's always important to look Look up and trust God in these in these instances, though it can be very difficult. Um, I, you know, obviously would say I've looked for guidance for myself, um, for my own health, and that I'm providing adequate care, you know, for my patients and doing that to the best of my abilities. What I'd also say, maybe even more so, how I find myself leaning and God is looking um, and asking for help with these families that are seeing their family members become very very ill or these these patients that are sick and isolated in our hospital that unfortunately cannot have any visitors come with to come to see them so you know you you reach out to them and you reach out to god that they feel that support and that love that they that they need so those instances both you know asking help for myself and then asking help for not only the patients and their health, but also that they feel the support that they don't have immediately at their bedside that they would normally during different circumstances.
2: Let us pray. Loving God, we place into your care all of our doctors, nurses, and healthcare workers. Give them courage of heart and strength of body. Keep them safe from harm. May they know our deep gratitude for all they are doing to heal and to help all those affected by this virus. God of all consolation, may they know your protection and peace. Bless them in these challenging days and bless their families. Amen.
4: Good morning. This is Adam Hughes, I'm a public safety officer with the city of Oak Park. I have been uh, in this position for 18 years now. Uh, the city I work for is both uh, a police department, fire department, and medical first responder. Um, during this time of the COVID nineteen uh, pandemic, I have been finding that we are going on a lot of medicals dealing with um, shortness of breath, fevers. Uh, we have been seeing a lot of um, a lot of deaths, um, more than the normal, uh, because of our protocols have been changing uh, due to uh, the pandemic and how we treat patients. Um, but over the course of the last couple of weeks uh, things have really slowed down uh, dramatically on that front um, and how I lean on God during this time is that uh, I just I pray that uh, my family um, they don't bring this uh, disease to uh, to my house uh, to my family um, and that uh, my partner stay safe and that we all go home every day so uh, I thank you for your time
1: I hear you whisper underneath your breath I hear your SOS, your SOS I will send out an army to find you In the middle of the darkest night There is no distance, I cannot be covered over and over, you're not defenseless, I'll be your shelter, I'll be your armor, I hear you whisper.
2: as a scientist during COVID?
5: Well, as an epidemiologist um, working in a health system like Henry Ford, I've been basically working two full-time jobs. Uh, We've been using statistics to try to predict the number of COVID uh, cases and therefore the number of hospital beds and ventilators that are going to be needed. Uh, We've been doing that all along and we've been reading and evaluating all the uh, articles in science and medical journals to keep people up to date. Um, and we're also conducting a number of research projects that are related, uh, to COVID that usually take, would take months to do and we're doing them in weeks.
2: How are you finding yourself leaning on
5: God? Um, truthfully, I've been having a hard time in some ways. I kind of wonder if we've, you know, messed up God's plan with our lifestyles that this is what we get, um. And I feel like the bad news has just been relentless, very difficult. Um, I've been working so much that luckily I don't have much time to think about it. And uh, when I do, I I feel really angry. Uh, Not at God, but at the virus and everything, um, just in general. But um, I feel like I'm getting better and um, improving and um, getting back to my old self.
2: Let us now turn to God in prayer. Let us pray. Compassionate God, from the shores of the River Jordan to the steps of the Temple Mount, you have cared for the well-being of your people. Your healing teaches us your compassion for our frailty. Thank you for caring for us, no matter our status in this world. We ask your blessing on those who emulate you as they provide the ministry of healing and protection to all those in need. Guide, bless, and encourage your essential workers. Enable them to relieve suffering and assist in the healing process. Lord, even now, abide with us and surround all engaged in the healing sciences and arts and all who are first responders. Bless them as they labor for you in stressful, anxious, and sometimes threatening settings. Keep them close in your loving embrace. Provide for their rest during wearisome hours of constant demand. Dispense comfort in moments of loss or setback. Grant peace that goes beyond human understanding. Guide scientists and researchers as they seek greater understanding of your universe
0: and develop vaccines and treatments that will reduce suffering and death. Encourage the families of essential workers as they support them in their call knowing that through their loved ones, lives are saved and your tenderness is known. Bless those who you have called to be your hands and feet as our essential workers. May they always know how thankful we are for their gifts, service, and sacrifice. God, who has made the whole world in your hands, may we all come together as part of your global community and embrace the love of Christ and neighbors near and far, known and unknown, help us to overcome our fears and trust in you. We continue our prayers for healing and wholeness in our communities, for the end of systemic racism and bigotry. We ask for your guiding strength, Holy Lord, to stand up for injustice near and far, to speak for the voiceless, to confront hatred head-on. May we continue to sow your love and show your light into the dark recesses of this world, into those places suffering from violence and corruption. Help us to reach out to the least of these and see our brothers and sisters with the same heart and mind that you do, loving Jesus. Receive all of our prayers, O God, in the tenderness of your mighty hand and strengthen our hands to serve you through Jesus Christ, our Lord, and the glory forever.
6: Amen. What have you been experiencing in your work with older people and their families? At Presbyterian Village of Westland, um, we've been very fortunate that we haven't had too many cases of actual COVID in our building. But what we really have had to struggle with and and figure out is how to help these residents get through the mental health issues, the loneliness, the separation with their families. And that has been really difficult. Um, We have been trying as a staff to give them some activity packets. We've hired some musicians to come around the building and play music for them. We um, have done care cards that we're thinking about them and just try to be there for them. We're also really trying to work with the families because they are really going through their own pain and grief and we work with them by giving them some FaceTime and some Zoom meetings to help connect with their family members.
5: How have you found yourself leaning on God?
6: I have really had to lean on God through this uh, time. This has been one of the more challenging times of my career. Uh, I have found that I need God for patience and strength and guidance. Um, I have been fortunate in my career that I have had 25 years of working at a place that's had a chapel, so I use it daily to kind of recenter myself and give myself some time alone and some strength to go out and face the residents and their families and, and my staff. So that's how I've really counted on and God in prayer through this whole thing.
2: As scripture reminds us, we have been blessed to be a blessing, and that has become apparent to us all in these days of a global pandemic. For those who donate money to Rosedale, know that your offerings are sustaining vital ministries, particularly ministries that help organizations in this local community to feed others, as well as sustain our ministries of worship, discipleship and pastoral care. If you do not give to Rosedale, please consider donating to an organization dedicated to taking care of the least of these and know that your offerings in God's hands can do far more for the greater good than it could ever do in our own. Let us now receive this morning's offering.
1: all around us, every day in some way, it's easy to see, the helpless and the hopeless, the hungry, the ill-inspired, the sick and tired. To do, Jesus showed us the way. Won't you join us and pray for thy neighbor, the labor of love? expects us to do Jesus showed us the way won't you join us and pray for thy neighbor
0: Let us pray. Transforming God, through the offering of these gifts, may we become a more open people, open-minded in hearing your word and wisdom, open-hearted in healing a broken world, open-handed in heeding your call for charity and love. With thanks for all good gifts, we present a portion of our substance and the whole of ourselves to you. Amen. Our second reading today is from Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. These are Paul's words to the early church and to us today. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another, if any of you has grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect unity. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. When I was thinking about the passage of scripture to select for today's service, we have so much going on in this world. And all of it seems obvious to point out to you as we continue to be in this global pandemic, as we watch the last two weeks, all of the division, racism, discord among people. And so my response is always to go to love. And perhaps some might say that's too simple a response. Love is not enough. Yet when you look up in a concordance of the Bible how many times love is mentioned it's almost countless definitely love was on Jesus's lips even the even when the culture didn't expect him to love or to talk about love and especially when he lived love what a mentor he is to us today because it is getting hard the longer this isolation continues, the social distancing. It's a great passage that talks about how we're to treat one another. And I love that it's realistic, that line about bear with each other, forgive one another. I don't know about you, but the longer this goes on, I'm trying to just bear with me, let alone bear with uh, family and their bearing with me. And so I think this is a very pertinent scripture today because it reminds us that God still loves us, even perhaps when we're hard on ourselves or we're not even our best selves. God loves us, God chooses us. You know, it's, it's one thing to be a part of something automatically or by right, but to have God choose us and call us beloved, that's an incredible thing. And it says that God dearly loves us. So this passage really speaks to me today, and I hope it speaks to you. Because God has said to you today that you're chosen, that you're loved, that you too are forgiven. And because we are forgiven, God calls us to forgive one another. We are to forgive as the Lord forgave us. And then all these virtues are mentioned, compassion, kindness, gentleness, patience. I know that I feel like I could use an extra helping of each of those. What I love is that they're summarized in verse 14. And over all of those virtues, which are each one so important, we are to put on love which binds them all together in unity. I was once told at a Bible study about this very line of putting on love, that we should look at love as our basic all-purpose garment. When we get up in the morning and we prepare for the day, sometimes we have to grab a jacket and put it on. What Paul is saying to us is that we need to put on love as well that it's that basic all-purpose garment that gets us through the day. You know, we've been chosen by God for a new life, a new life of love. We need to dress in the wardrobe that God picked out for us. We need to put on compassion, put on kindness, humility, and strength. No one is ever going to look at you or me and say, you know, you're just being too kind. You're just being too patient. You know, you're just too compassionate. No, the world needs all of those, and we ourselves need that. Never be without love. It has the power to sustain because love comes from God, and it is God who dwells in you. So let the word of God that we hear today have its way with you. Make room in your life to hear this message. Make room in your life to love, to love yourself, to love one another. And may you be blessed this day. Amen.
7: Hi, I'm Nick Belsky with the Warren Fire Department. Kelly asked me to talk to everybody about the COVID situation in the past few months. Things were pretty chaotic in the beginning of the outbreak uh, here in such a densely populated city of Warren. I witnessed firsthand the toll that it took physically on patients and emotionally on their loved ones who were visiting or kept visiting, uh, sometimes kept in the dark about their condition. The hospitals were overwhelmed initially and it was a big change for us, encouraging people to stay home rather than be treated at the hospital or see doctors uh, and kind of shelter in place. It was a pretty helpless feeling for a while, although we had plenty of support from our department and the community. They provided so much extra protective equipment and cleaning supplies, uh, but it did take a toll responding to calls at the start uh, in full Tyvek suits and masks that are typically used for firefighting operations. Things have slowed down dramatically uh, since then and there has been a huge increase in depression and anxiety uh, from the fallout though. So while things open up around town, make sure to continue to reach out to family and friends. Uh, that may still be uncomfortable, or have a difficult time uh, acclimating to the changing conditions. I personally found a new faith in people during this time. I chose to focus on the positives that we see in the communities and humanity as a whole. While I've been extremely busy at work and putting in so many extra hours, uh, I also was blessed to spend a lot more time with my family. And with everything in life kind of slowing on the day to day, I realized how important it is to cherish the quality time that we do get to spend with our loved ones. I see the positive acts of of God through individuals and groups caring for strangers in so many different ways throughout this. An act as small as a drive-by for a birthday or picking up other people's groceries, food banks that are swamped with donations, and so many other random acts of kindness. So as this slows down and people get back to the busy life as usual, uh, please keep in mind the families that were immediately affected, the elderly that are at risk in nursing homes that are still fighting the illness, and the many people who are coping with the extreme emotional and mental fallout of such an extreme uh, time, we're all truly in this together.
1: love never ends, and all the people said amen, oh, and all the people said amen, oh,
0: May each of us know Christ when we meet him and one another this week. May each of us be Christ to the people we encounter. May each of us share Christ and his message of redemptive love. May each of us glorify Christ, living as people of the resurrection. In the name of the triune God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen. May the peace of Christ,
4: the peace of Christ,
0: peace of Christ,
7: the
4: peace of Christ, may
0: the peace of
2: Christ,
3: the peace of Christ be with you, be with you, be with you,
0: be with you,
7: be with you,
5: be with you. you.
0: May the peace of Christ be with you.